Hi, folks. You are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm Mike Morales here in sunny Southern California. That gentleman out there is Eric Zandona in the Florida Emerald Coast. Ooh, how romantic. <laughs> uh, Eric and I have the distinct pleasure of breaking down, dissecting, and tasting this new expression from Mihenta. This yeah. is limited run, apparently, right, Eric? Uh, so, many, yeah. so many bottles available? Yeah, just a, a little over 2,000 bottles for the, for the whole run right now. Well, more like 1,900 minus, you know, Right, right. Minus two. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we were on that short list. Thank you to the folks at uh, Altos Planos, who is the uh, the uh, act, the owner of the company that that actually owns this brand. Um, we we were we have been dis dissecting this thing for like the last forty minutes off camera. Yeah. All right, because there's a whole lot of things that are really interesting that we're going to go through. Um, this is an 80 proof. They're calling it a Grand Reserva Añejo. So it's not an extra Añejo, but there's, yeah. a lot of, um, there's a lot of labor intensive barreling going on. Yeah. Um, as is Ana Maria's custom. Ana Maria Romero Mena is the, the brains and the, the, the mad scientist behind the flavor profile of Mijenta. Mm -hmm. and, and, and she's done some wonderful work with uh, Corrido and Mijenta and, and uh, Inspiro is another one that she just keeps, boy, she keeps knocking out these, these hits. The hits just keep yeah. on coming for her. So yeah. I'm glad for her. She's, a, she's really gotten some, gotten some really unusual uh, profiles that are just specific to those brands, which has been great. But we're going to, we just popped the seal on this one. We're going to yeah. pour it, taste it. Oh, nice. It's got the same kind of um, wine wine bottle cap that uh, that the other ones do. It's a black matte, folks. So um, yeah, and with that silver, uh, there's this like silver foil on the on the bottle, makes it really pop and stand out. I would definitely say nominee for packaging. Oh, for sure. Well, I, I, we love their other packaging as well, but this is a yeah. this is a being a different expression. They wanted it to, to look similar, but, you know, quite different. Um, so we're pouring ours in a Glencairn, because I think that's what, that's what Eric is using. Uh, Eric, for as much barreling as it has, um, really light in color, isn't it? Yeah, it does. So they, they say, I believe it's on their website, that the tequila is aged for 18 months. And... They don't say, and it spends in that time in four different barrels. So I don't know what the breakdown is. My guess is most of that is in the American white oak, and then probably a little bit of time in the other barrels. But um, so 18 months for the Anejo. And um, so it qualifies as an Anejo. Yeah. I think it's called finishing and polishing. It's finished in three more different barrels, I guess. Yeah. So they, and that's the, that's the interesting thing around how the process is described. They don't just, they don't call it finishing. So who knows how long there's it's spending in the others, but what they say is that, so the Blanco from Mijenta, which, you know, we enjoyed. Yes. Or goes into American white Oak. 
which is standard. Um, and then from there, it goes into some French oak barrels. And then the really interesting and unusual thing is it goes from there to acacia wood and then to cherry wood. And so Mike and I were spending some time trying to defect the norma because the definitions for aged tequilas requires oak contact, which it has, right. and doesn't say anything about non-oak. So we were just, you know, trying to dissect, you know, what that actually means. My guess is that they probably meet the aging requirements for Añejo in the oak barrels before it goes into the other ones, but that's a guess. So, but it's got a nice color. Yeah. Nice aroma. Yeah, yeah it was, well, it's got some beautiful legs and tears too. Wow. And not really, not super clingy. They're not thick, they're healthy, but, but it's not, uh, like I say, for as much time as it spends in a barrel, it's, uh, it's got some, you know, decent legs and tears. It's not the, yeah. it's not thick and rich. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. I mean, it's just gonna, that's just, this is just a, and this of what the mouthfeel will be like. You know? Yeah, and you mentioned that it came from a uh, an interesting distillery as well. Yeah. Uh, this is not being bottled. Okay, remember the gnome for, the gnome doesn't necessarily denote where it's distilled, only where it's bottled. Okay, folks, because that's that's the uh, that's kind of the confusion. People think, oh, it's non fourteen fourteen. So it's you know unless it, and unless you know the distillery uh, and you know that they they produce and and bottle their only their products. Some other there, but there are other distilleries that uh, it's kind of like a, a chef's kitchen. They they allow different master distillers to use their facilities because they are more uh, the facilities are more. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, they have more of the equipment that they need. So they're very versatile for the different styles of, dis, of distillers because every distiller, uh, so anyway, Mijenta, the, the, the core line, the core two lines come out of one distillery. This one is being bottled at a smaller distillery. Um, and let me, and, and, and in fact, as I wasn't until I was reading the list, there's like, I, five tequilas that come out of 1412. 1412 mm -hmm. is owned by the Banuelos family, which is the, the people that made Casadores before they sold it to Bacardi. This is their distillery where they make Don Felix, Hacienda Vieja, which is a solid tequila. For those of you who, who here in Southern California, Hacienda Vieja, you can find it at every, uh, uh, every bodega in Mexican, uh, like Vallarta, you know, the Mexican... Um, uh, 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 chain of, of supermarkets. Yeah, and it's a it's a value tequila. It tastes like the old Casadores, and it's owned by those guys. And yeah. that's where this mijenta is coming from. Yeah. So wow, I'm shocked. I've I've not seen that because the other the other tequilas on the gnome on that list are theirs. Mm -hmm. Only their distillery. So, uh, Ana Maria must have either pull some strings or said, hey, hi, <laughs> can I borrow your kitchen, you know, <laughs> or your bottling plant or your barrels? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it, what have we got on the nose here so far? I think there's a, there's a good amount of vanilla 
kind of coming in. There's uh, the agave is definitely there. It's, there's some pepper. There's a little bit of greenness, but it's got a. I think there's a distinct vanilla note that's coming through. And um, but then there's some other stuff. It's a little bit of like something a little earthy that's not quite the tequila. It's something something else, something other than the agave, creating some earthiness. This real intriguing aroma. Yeah, it, there's barely any alcohol coming through either. I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. Just just a slight now. It's starting to finally starting to open up a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you think we need to let it open a little bit more? Because we just broke the seal on these, but, but yeah. we just received them within this week. Uh, yeah. They haven't been sitting on our living room floor for like, you know, weeks and months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's take a sip. I think the thing I'm getting is there is a little bit of like um, a little bit of woodiness that reminds me of like like a workshop. <laughs> it's like sawdust. Yeah, a little bit. Not, but in a good way. It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the you know it's pleasant. Not not like raw construction wood, but but there's a there's a not. It's a really pleasant woodiness that it's not like over. Powering. No, um, and the funny thing is, I I don't maybe I'm confused because I, there we had like I said off camera we spent like 40 minutes trying to dissect where these woods were coming from. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm you know I expected more complexity on the nose and I'm not getting. Mm -hmm. it. You know, it's kind of one sided for me. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that, but like I said, I think the agave is definitely there. A lot of uh, vanilla uh from the wood not i you know not an additive in any way but um some pepper a little bit of alcohol a little bit of like maybe some sort of citrus peel but well i say we dive in and see what we get because here we go mm. <clears throat> Oh, wow, that's a, that's a, a hot finish. It's a little warm, but it's really, to me, it's kind of, it's pretty silky on the tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, we were looking at the legs and tears. I mean, that's, that's generally how it's going to, that's where, what you're, you're expecting what it's going to feel like on your, on your, on your palate, in your mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, it's silky. Um, yeah, I think um, it's got a definite, the, again, the agave character is definitely there. So whatever they're doing with these four casts is not overpowering it, which is nice from generally what I like to see. And um, I think it, it, this, is, this is, I think the interesting thing that we've, we've said a little bit with the nose and now with the palate, it's really nice. Got a very silky smooth texture good quality agave character. But then with all that wood, you would expect more complexity and it's a little bit like not there. So maybe there's a lot going on with the texture part from the woods, but not as much flavor. 
Again, we don't know like if these barrels are toasted, if they're charred, if they're not charred. We, you know, they don't really say, so it's hard to know exactly what's happening in those other barrels. Well, I, I you know, the, the finish is a, it, I'm, I'm familiar with the kind of, you know, uh, pepperiness to like the hot cinnamon that you get on an aged um, tequila, but yeah. I've never had it go all the way, the pepperiness, the hot cinnamon warmth, I've never felt it go down so deep as it does with this one. Yeah. So it, usually once you swallow it, the pepperiness kind of dissipates, you know, it just, it just, it just mellows itself out. But it just keeps giving. It's like and all the way down. It's like, wow, there's a warmth in this thing. Um, it sort of reminds me a little bit of Tears of Yorona, the way it goes down. But mm. they're using a scotch, they're using scotch barrels. I, he uses like two or three different barrels. And the, the he always, Herman uh, Gonzalez always said his secret was he uses scotch barrels. Yeah. And, but this was not using any of that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm a little bit like conflicted about it. So part of the reason is retail is around $200. And I can definitely see a market where somebody would buy this, totally enjoy the flavor of the tequila, totally enjoy the, the silky smoothness of it and be totally happy. And then I could also see there might be somebody who would buy this and, you know, understand, you know, read the, 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 uh, the details about the four different woods and then be a little bit disappointed about the lack of complexity. So I can see like two different groups that could be either really happy or, or not that excited about it. And I, I think personally, I'm a little bit, in the like not super excited about it because i with all that work and time yeah you know this is really a labor product but like if this was just they just gave it to us and said this was an 18 month añejo i'd be like the the texture the smoothness the flavor really exciting really nice really high quality but then you add on all that other stuff and you're like well where is it so yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bit it's a it's I mean again if we didn't have all this information like I said for 40 minutes ago we yeah. were trying to dissect this try, dissect the wood stuff and and I mean I, maybe I should have recorded some of that because it really got nerdy and geeky right but then we started the, the review and it's like well I was expecting more on the nose you know I was expecting because wow. it, it says cherry and it, and what I want to know is what the other woods are imparting to this that I'm missing, that you and yeah. I are getting. Yeah. And, and if you can't get it, you, you know, Mr. ADI, you know, American Distilling Institute, if he can't pull it out, because he's got, you can see his full library behind him. That's not a, yeah. that's not a Zoom wall, folks. That's his, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's his, you know, from micro distillers throughout the country. And agave spirits, yeah. I, you know, I will say it goes in sweeter than I anticipated. This is a, a, mm -hmm. a very sweet on the palate, yeah. Which, which 
is going to, you know, all the oak heads are going to love this because the American palate is geared toward this. And they're yeah. doing it again, and they're not doing it using additives. That is not the case uh, So the sweetness is naturally, uh, and maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe the other barrels are imparting the sweetness that otherwise you wouldn't get in an 18 month añejo in a, in a whiskey barrel or a bourbon barrel. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, with French oak, you generally would expect like more spice. And maybe that's where that like lingering, like finish spiciness is coming from. But usually French oak tannins are really powerful. So they tend to really like coat all the way across the yes. and and I don't get that as much because it's so smooth. And I don't know, maybe, maybe if this was at 43 or 45, you would get more of that. May, I don't know, maybe bringing it down to 40 really just like mellowed everything out. Still really nice. Oh, yeah. Still no, a, I mean, like excellent made Añejo. It's just with all, and that's the thing with all that extra work. I'm just like, well, where is it? Yeah, because um, again, you got to justify the cost, right? right. Uh, you know, $200. And of course, you know, after the pandemic or during the pandemic, there was a, an añejo shortage because this is yeah. this is the, the this is the classification that is driving the market, all right? Yeah. The, the ultra premium, yeah, and you know, I like that they're emulating the the flavor profiles of popular you know sweet tequilas like Clase Azul, you know, uh, Mandala. Uh, uh, anything coming out of the Partida family, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, name one, you know, because they're all pretty, they're all leaning toward the sweet side, you know, Cava de Oro and, and some of those, but this is all done naturally. And, and the French oak is an afterthought because those other ones, those other tequilas that I kind of mentioned, French oak is like the first, you know, the, the first oak that they use, the first yeah. barrel that they use, they'll throw it all in French oak and, you know, you get all these, the cocoa and you get the vanilla and you get all mm -hmm. kinds of, you know, chocolate and, and all that. Um, but this one, this one's a very mellow. I, I, I'll have to say yeah. it's a mellow, um, a mellow añejo. Yeah. So that's why I say, like, I think there's totally a market like there's a there's a tequila drinker out there that's gonna pick up this, be really happy with it. Oh yeah. So you know if if you like stuff that's a little bit on the sweeter side, you're looking for you like smoothness. There's still some heat, but it's like but you really like that silky texture, um, and you want an you want an añejo where the agave is being expressed fully more so than the barrel. You're going to be totally happy with this. Yeah, and you don't, and you know, right now the big, the big, um, what's <laughs> the big issue these days is is additive free, right? Right, right, right. This is not verified additive free, but knowing what I know about this master distiller, this mistress distiller, if that's even a term, um, she refuses to use any of that because her other her other flavor profiles that she's making for other people are verified additive free. So if you're, 
you want a sweet tequila because your palate leans toward that and you like, you know, again, you like brands like Clase Azul, you like Asombroso, for instance, which is another one that's made quite well, but it's really on the sweet side. Um, you're not going to, you're not going to turn this down. Um, no, no, you're not. And, and it really does have a, 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 um, a lingering peppery slash hot cinnamon finish. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just wish that there was more. I'm kind of bummed now. All yeah, that and that's what I said. Like for me, it's it's a little bit lacking. But like I said, I think there's gonna there's gonna be people out there that really enjoy this at the same oh, yeah. time. So that's why I'm a little conflicted. So so can we can we call it a brand of promise nominee? And <laughs> I mean, would you go that far? Would uh, not because again, not knowing if we if I, I, we didn't get like a press release, so we had to do a lot of the. Uh, the backtracking and you know fact finding ourselves on the websites, and so not knowing anything, what do you think? Do you think yeah, and that's the thing. Like I think it's a really well made tequila. It's just like for the amount of effort they seem to put in, it falls a little bit short. So that's where I'm like, yes, I would say brand of promise nominee in terms of really high quality, well made, but does it miss its potential? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay. So, uh, you know, and I will go with that. I, I agree with you because, uh, you know, I, I mean, Eric's palate's like wide open, you know, and, but even, even us on off camera, when we were doing all this, it's like, I'm really kind of jazzed, you know, I was, I was really, you know, um, hoping to see more, to, to sense more complexity, at least mm -hmm. on the nose. I can yeah. see the profile being what it is, but, um, but with all that work, that's a, you know, that's a, that's quite, it's a quadruple barrel that you That's what yeah. it's down to. Yeah. And, and it's not giving, you know, I, and I'm on my same pour. I'm basically. Yeah. So, and generally what happens with these really well-made tequilas is that the more you go, you go down, you know, you, you go through the same sample, it opens up more and it, it gives you more and, and it's just pretty consistent. It's yeah, it is. It is. There's a little bit more caramel, I think, in the aroma than when we first poured it, but it's kind of the same. So yeah. So that's why I'm. I think it's good, but you know, I think it's well made. Will it be out others? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out when we do when we do the uh, when we do the math and do the ratings. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, technically, I guess we'd have to, being that it's quadruple barrel, that it might even be in its own separate category. I'll have to, I'll have to check with the referee uh, because, you know, but see, the thing is, Eric, when I, when we do that, when we separate them as, as double barrel and triple barrel, you know, whether it's a reposado or an añejo, um, generally speaking, the barrels that they that they're putting them in imparts those separate flavors, so right, right, right. it would not be fair to have these añejos or reposados compete with other ones that only use one barrel. You know, right. so so we have to give them a separate category. But in this case, you know, I could you we could probably throw it in there with the other añejos and it, it would score quite highly. Yeah, but like you said, would it? beat anybody else out I'd... right 
Right. Yeah, I think uh, to me, this really just falls into Añejo. The, the other stuff, interesting. And, you know, um, so, but at this point, I think just, yeah. In yeah, the we're just, so we're going to call it a brand of promise. Will it, will it hold up uh, against others? We won't, we won't know until, you know, we do the scores and uh, Lisa, our managing partner, Lisa Peach tabulates those and, you know, we'll find out before the end of the year. So yeah, we'll yeah. keep folks posted, but now, so that's our take on me, Henta. If you bought a bottle of this, if you've invested 200 bucks on this one, um, tell us what you think. Leave us a comment down below. Yeah. What, do you, what did you find that we're missing? Okay, because we, we spent, you know, 40 minutes off camera and probably another 40 minutes on camera uh, dissecting this this uh, this expression. What are we missing? What are you guys getting that we're not? Leave us a comment down below if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on the podcast. Thank you for, for downloading it anywhere where you get, you know, iTunes or Spotify. Um, thank you much. And, uh, you know, subscribe, hit the notification bell, give us a like, because that does help us with the, the algorithm. Um, follow us on all our social media. You can follow uh, Eric on his social media, which is what, Easy Drinking? Easy uh, Drinking. Yeah, it's Easy Drinking. As you can tell, he's been easily drinking uh, <laughs> by his library behind him. I think the last time you and I did a review, you didn't have that that side shelf. No, these ones are new. Yeah. <laughs> these I had, these are new. Yeah, uh, so he's running out of wall space, folks. <laughs> but anyway, that's our take. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And whatever you folks do, so, hey, tomar sabiamente. Zip wisely.